Welcome to another episode of Leftovers. Wow, this was a great little episode. We go local and we uh, look at the great city of Lahti, the green city of Europe for 2021. Such an interesting interview. So without further ado, here we are. Welcome. It's Leftovers. And welcome to another episode of our little Leftovers podcast based here in Lahti in Finland. Um, we're welcoming a special guest today, uh, Sara Vauromo. Is that correct, mm -hmm. the pronunciation? From the green yeah, it's Vauromo. Yeah. Vauromo, from the green city Lahti, <laughs> 2021. Um, and of course, it's my hometown, so I'm super sort of proud of the city, uh, town, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, and um, we've got... Samuli with us. Hello, hello. And Peter as well is joining us. Um, Peter being hello. an architect and Samuli being an artist. We have very unusual points of view. Um, the theme of our podcast, uh, Sara, just in case you are unaware, is the background theme, I should say, is the Green New Deal of Europe, which mm -hmm. was devised by Ooh, a, a number of organizations and green parties from the UK to uh, within mm. Europe and Germany, uh, DM25, which is a sort of left-leaning organization, um, which we're all members of as well. But uh, that's besides the point. The Green New Deal of Europe was uh, a benchmark to try and push the European Union towards combating climate change um, and not just combating climate change, but all the effects the ripple effects, mm. uh, for example, if there's a mass uh, uh, drought in North Africa, we would have mass immigration of people coming to Europe for fresh water and food. So mm. um, it's not just based on wars, which are right now happening around the world, and, and we have immigration from those kinds of things. The future looks pretty bleak when you think of mm. the, the availability of food and water and some very basic things. So. Um, so that was what the Green New Deal of Europe was about, was a mechanism uh, or a document to try and push the European Union towards um, both combating climate change, but the social effects of climate change, etc. So when we, what, what we do in our podcast is we sort of invite guests on to talk about uh, different subjects within combating climate change and, and green energy. Uh, two innovative ideas, uh, modern monetary theory and all sorts of things that we think hopefully will make the world a better place. So you're our guest today um, and I'll, I'll basically just leave you to introduce yourself and, and your project and feel free. This is a very relaxed sort of podcast, so just chat away. Great. Relaxed, talking about social problems and the climate yeah. change, right? Yeah, yeah right. Right. Oh, uh, well, hello all. Um, so my name is Sara Vaurum. I work as the program director for the Lahti European Green Capital 2021. Um, it's, a, it's a European Commission award given to city with a quite high level of ambitiousness with, with a green, green and, and all sort of sustainable develop, development questions. Um, my background is in environmental sciences. I did my PhD 2011 about urban ecosystems. And I used to also work for the environmental director for the city for about five years before this project. Um, so my background re really is in a science and my aim is to sort of try to get this, the, the latest scientific knowledge into, into a very pragmatical kind of work with the cities mm -hmm. does actually. So they have to be really hands-on with concrete matters and that interests me quite a lot right okay um, uh, yeah yeah so carry on please tell us about the project and when did you start yeah well um actually um, i would say that when when did lahti start because yes. i'm just sort of person trying to to carry with issues and trying to combine different people and organizations but i think 
um, quite many of people in Finland, they actually don't know yet that much about our city and actually the long-term uh, goals that we've had with environmental issues and sustainability. It started already in late 1980s with, I would say, two different topics. And the first was that we started doing a very concrete water management uh, project with Lake Vesiervi that used to be one of the most eutrophicated lakes, really mm. suffered from uh, continuous algal blooms and people couldn't spend their free time in the lake shore. It was in a bad condition. Um, so uh, that was also a reason why cities started uh, the environmental work, um, I would say quite much earlier than many other cities in Finland did. So we invited our uh, researchers, but also uh, like local businesses, local big companies working with the city and with the municipalities nearby the, by the lake. And we started uh, like a really long-term management uh, project with that. And today you can go there on the lake, even if, if it's winter, you can uh, use your um, yeah, like time also there, spending a lot of time also people during the winter, but like this summer now when after yeah. this COVID crisis started a little bit go away, you can actually go there to the harbor, seeing a lot of people there. And, and it's a pleasant place also because the lake is in a good condition nowadays and, yeah. and the ecosystem has gone much, much better. Yes. Uh, the, the other topic that we started really early was the waste management issue. We started offering really good waste sorting facilities for the people already in early 1990s, way before other cities actually did almost anything with waste questions. And um, because I'm, I'm from the Helsinki area originally, and I moved here late uh, 1990s. And well, first things, what you actually do when you move into a flat, you just, you go place where you dump your waste at some point. And I was completely amazed by the fact that already in 99, uh, there was like almost 10 different waste bins that people really so, utilized. It was, it was quite amazing fact. Of course, yeah. nowadays, like all the, the major cities are doing almost the same, but we started really early and that's why we also um, can see a lot of like innovations, also industrial level, like ecosystems emerging from the circular economy and, and the fact that you, you can utilize the waste streams mm. as, a, as a raw materials for something more valuable even so and i would say that the the starting point really is that we started early mm. and that's also um sort of that's the background um we started doing things when it was economically quite difficult like uh lahti was really suffering in 1990s uh yep. economic recession a lot we had lots of social problems too and still at the very same time, we started doing the first environmental actions. Uh, then moving further, uh, like the financial crisis 2009, yeah. um, that was again quite an interesting point here because then our city council decided that we would have really, uh, really ambitious climate strategy. And it was, uh, it was one of the core topics of the city strategy at the time. Um, so we aimed uh, to cut our CO2 emissions into half uh, from 1990 level by 2025. Hmm. You know what happened? We did that six years before we actually hmm. aimed. Excellent. Why? Why? <laughs> because at the very, very difficult economic times, we decided that this is going to be the like, shared aim for the whole city consortium dealing with energy, waste, water, our property management and stuff. And that was really, at the same time, we also had still quite a lot of problems with un unemployment and, and social dynamics. It's still really, really quite heavy here. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's a really strong showcase that you don't need to have excessive amount of resources or really like a capital size level innovation hubs doing <laughs> something but you need to be very concrete very sort of brave doing actions doing much more than talking and now mm -hmm. I, I would say that the green capital is a little bit also about talking and you need to be sort of having <laughs> your sort of rapper's attitude for that so 
not yeah. just being too shy anymore about what we have do been actually doing here. Wow. So what is my project? It's about being a sort of environmental trapper, <laughs> I would say, <laughs> really. <laughs> trying to, to take now the companies, trying to get people to believe to themselves that we can really do things here and we need to do those. And, and that's why we also try to take uh, as much of young people as possible to, to work with us. Um, so what else? Now I see a lot of, lot of actually enthusiasm raising from the grassroots. And it's sort of um, sometimes when I look at the local newspapers about just people claiming about things, I can't actually recognize the same sphere when I see the people, really. When, when, when I see them and they come to talk to us a lot, um, they're actually really quite enthusiastic about oh, yeah. the fact. Well, younger people are a lot more switched on nowadays, aren't they? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but also I, I would say that um, actually quite a lot of older people too. Like we Good. see sort of old-fashioned business guys. They are also <laughs> seeing that, okay, there's something really happening here. So probably we have to be on board and not just like claiming that we're not doing the right thing. So I don't know what. Um, so yeah. We work with big industrial companies. Now we see also, uh, we try to like um, take maybe the biggest companies in Finland also to join the project. But their uh, role is to, um, because they have a little bit more funding possibilities than the small and, and medium sized companies, which really can suffer also from the COVID crisis even more. Uh, so we want to take them aboard. Um, but if they are uh, like willing to, to support our project, uh, we try to allocate their funding now to the smaller companies and mm. NGOs for for new funding possibilities. So, what we are doing here is now we opened um, a sort of platform for different organizations to apply funding uh, from us, and it's really we aim that they are really looking for concrete uh, projects, uh, like tests. Um, uh, trials, trials and errors, um, hmm. innovations. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Not just basic research, really. I've seen the advert on social media where you're mm -hmm. inviting Great. people to to make a pitch. Yeah. Hmm. And Samuel's an artist. For, <laughs> is it open for for like private, like for private individuals as well as companies and? like geos and yeah currently uh it's not open for a single person to apply yeah that's because um uh, that's because it's um the taxation system is much much more difficult <laughs> if we open <laughs> sorry finland is like yeah. that also yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. um so we need to be sort of really cautious about this question about taxation really um yeah. so we decided that we need to have some kind of organization with yeah. sort of organizational this um, ID to apply. Um, so we tested. I don't know if it's going to be open for single persons at some point. It might also be we get sort of enough feedback about that. But um, hopefully, many of the people can actually somehow find an NGO or some kind of organization that that would be suitable for funding. And also, maybe then they are getting more actions like to support i don't know interesting let's see it has been open now for two weeks um and it will be like six different um evaluation periods uh, now we take uh, projects until 15th of june and today when i logged into the system i saw that there are 60 different hmm. applications that are currently like under building um almost 10 of them has left their um, applications already but we know that many of actually many of the uh, interesting projects they they apply like in a in a last minute it yeah. still might be that they are just like waiting until 14th of june and then they will do their, their application <laughs> but uh so it might be actually quite many interesting things that are, are soon going to be published <laughs> hopefully very interesting do you what know about, already of 
Do you know okay. already of any uh, interesting projects? Do you have some examples already that you can mention? Or yeah, this, um, many of the, the applic applicants that apply funding from us, they, before they do it, they actually uh, make a call or send me an email. They sort of try to get uh, viewpoints to their ideas if it's suitable for our project or not. Um, and I won't comment on single projects yet, mm. then that's because uh, we have a sort of evaluation cycle and then our board will do the decision. So I won't like <laughs> give that possibility for them to make another mm -hmm. kind of points. But um, what we know is that there will be projects about sharing economy, like car sharing or stuff like that. Um, there will be projects for food waste prevention, but also uh, projects that aim for more sustainable agriculture, which is also mm. quite interesting. Um, I have to say that we try to also work a lot with smaller municipalities, not only like city of Lahti, but really also um, places where they do also farming quite a lot. Um, then it's yeah small scale energy um, projects also like um, like um, apartment house organizations they are some of them are interested also to apply uh, so they might also be investment projects and so on. a lot of possibilities hmm. what about sort but of we, um... we look also artistic projects i would love to see them even more events can also be and then mm. of course i mean we don't know how things will come but hopefully there will be also a lot of like community driven uh artistic projects even events and and things what really people can experience mm. um, yeah very interesting and what about um obviously it's it's building up to next year uh but but life continues after next year. Are there projects that will continue post the Green City once it's not in the limelight anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm starting to get an idea that maybe the world will not be ready in, in <laughs> December next year. Sadly, that is. Um, yeah, so a lot of actually things will uh, just like be open during our year. Well, we can't say that we have sort of finalized many of the things and um, now we are organized as a, as a foundation so we are called sustainable Lahti foundation that runs mm. the whole green capital year but um, so it's it will be just for this green capital right. and that's why we actually would like to build a continuum of things but that would be sort of so we try to increase the ownership of this of, of different organizations so that Local. all of you would also feel that there's some kind of legacy, some things that mm -hmm. you would like to still continue with. And yeah. if it's only like me thinking about what to do afterwards, then <laughs> I'm really disappointed. Yeah. But um, so we, we also feel currently that um, people are doing actually quite a lot, but they need sort of encouragement that Sure. Okay, that somebody comes and says that it's interesting what you do, and and please um, be a little bit more like proud and and tell mm. others what kind of things your company has been doing or you as a person. So we try to sort of. It's not very finished to be bragging. You know, I know this is what we do. <laughs> I, I know, but it's also. But, but I hear you. Of, yeah. Yeah, we need to have these inspiring stories, and still, because mm. Finns really are doing things. Yeah, sure. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was so what I think what uh, thematically, if we talk about sustainability and what happens afterwards, we have a lot to do still for the climate change question. Uh, we have really ambitious uh, climate neutrality target of the city being the climate neutral by 25, one of Excellent. the first ones in Finland, really, really ambitious one. So we still have to work like madly to, to get it. <laughs> Uh, but it's it actually means that we need to invest on sustainable ur urban mobility, mm. a lot of like consumption 
questions will more emerge yeah. uh, and be even more important for the climate uh, uh, question. And then what we do um, as a one really interesting topic now starting work even more is uh, uh, low carbon building buildings and, and wooden buildings using a lot of wooden and, and new sort of carbon um, binding uh, building materials. So that will be a really, really big topic that we now try to sort of develop and get new partners in and, and sort of enthusiasm and inspiration, new good sort of experimental places to test and demonstrate. But of course, we need a lot more time to develop it as a big, big um, sort of... Yeah, I was just thinking of the local houses in my street, even for example, they're from the 60s, they're all made out of wood. They're probably yeah. very green compared to, I mean, obviously if they don't have asbestos and certain things, but they're very mm -hmm. green compared to some of the modern buildings. Mm -hmm. They breathe, yeah. they're, uh, I mean, the wood that was made in those days was hard mm -hmm. wood. Those trees yeah. were hundreds of years old. They're not quick growing pine that's used today, so, you know, so. Yeah, that's very th true. So they're, so there are bonuses to the old houses. Maybe they'll get some value back. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. And also how to how to sustainably also sort of free um, refurbish harm or sort of yeah. Retrofit. Yeah. Yeah. Retro retrofits them. Yeah. Um, using right materials and that's sort yeah. of and also many of the, the sort of um, traditional building ways will be more in interesting maybe also uh, people are quite interested about small houses nowadays also yeah. maybe like really yeah. massive wood building small houses like these yeah. log houses maybe yeah. could be quite interesting yeah sure um, in the future even more you know so, so those could be quite urban and modern looking also but mm. having these traditional ways of building so that's that's a really big topic but also to be honest, um, the sector, if we talk about building, that's maybe the, one of the most conservative sectors um, in the whole economy. Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot to do to work with them, <laughs> but it's sort of yeah. although, so they are now coming to us and asking that they have heard something that we are going to develop this issue. And could you please take us with, with you to do it? So Whoa. they want yeah, to sort great. of also be there in the dialogue. Yeah, that's um, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I so, was, I mean, I don't know. the three of us were talking in our, one of our chat sessions stroke podcasts about like in the street. I mean, okay, there's two, there's two parts to this question. One is that, uh, for example, I'm quite an organic kind of person. Uh, mm -hmm. I eat from my garden. I'm picking dandelions and roots and drying them and mm -hmm. making teas and all sorts of things. But my neighbors right. aren't. So they use yeah. Roundup. They spray with Roundup everywhere to kill all the stuff. And oh, it would yeah. be nice. I, I don't think they realize what it does going into the soil, etc. They just like their garden looking pretty. And I understand that. So mm -hmm. in a way, there's, there's a little bit of education to um, tell people that cosmetically gardens, I know everybody wants to have the perfect looking garden. I know. But sometimes leaving the leaves to mulch and be to be uh, normal <laughs> would be mm -hmm. a good thing yeah you're you're I'm really right of the education uh, that yeah that's 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 very important and that relates a lot to the to the biodiversity questions that cities i think need to work um even more that we have been doing so far because we often think that biodiversity or nature protection questions are somewhere questions there in the forest way yeah. away from the cities but actually um we already know that like if the kindergarten kids uh will have like a daily based um connections to to forest floors to soils with biodiversity their um immune system will yeah, the be microbiome boosted. yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah so that um they get less like um allergies yep. asthmas yep. and it's really important during the, the <laughs> childhood to get this kind of hundred uh, percent biodiverse soil attachment yeah so you need those of, germs yeah 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 and also it's it's very much about cities ways of yeah. living 
and because yeah. some people and some families don't have this kind of ways of living as you do carlos no, no and i know it's also important that the, yeah. the kindergartens are built in a way that there would be the possibilities for kids to have this kind of experience. exposure yeah 100 yeah. percent. and yeah, also maybe I, wood wooden wooden uh, materials more yeah. natural ones but it's somehow, um, yeah. Yeah. Please. somehow it also means that we need to be looking at parks and all these kind of recreational green areas and also like I guess because I've been talking about with other friends of mine about the necessity of some living in Helsinki, even though there is a lot of green, it's still the way it's managed. It's somehow this old-fashioned idea that we need to cut the grass and then there is no flowers for the bees, and somehow mm -hmm. that also kills the biodiversity. So we would really need to have this kind of somehow yeah. shift shift in our mentality of like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Like yeah, what, what should the park look like, and where where all of the like and and like where can the green stuff grow? Because we're also mm -hmm. picking all the dandelions from the cracks of the asphalt, but maybe we should actually <laughs> we should leave it there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's 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 really an interesting question that you raise, and also because it deals a lot about like aesthetics and the ways people uh, value the space because they if we just look at things if they are pretty or not but if, if we are if we won't go deeper understanding about some some things behind the sort of the, the surface level of prettiness in in the nature then we lost the possibility to actually i think understand the true aesthetics of nature and that's that's much about how we are living together as, as a one species in the world being much connected to other species there and, and we can't survive without them really yep. and, and the, the fact that actually we have lost so much of the, of the pollinators right now and, and the biodiversity it affects us I think much more than we currently realize it might have impacts to the stress levels to, to many of the diseases, a lot of things, and at least um, the lost connection, which I think that sort of emptiness in, in the soul, soul of modern yeah. people. I mean, um, that's a very so, good point. Um, yeah, so really, really looking at sort of the aesthetical question is really, really important. I see it as, as the philosophical uh, question that, that should be discussed somehow much more in the cities yeah. um, so um, what I find here in Lahti also quite an interesting possibility that we actually have a, a University of Helsinki here uh, and also an aesthetical yeah. department really and it's not about visual things but about philosophy mm. and now after this discussion I think I will again uh, connect <laughs> with them uh, sort of maybe thinking this idea a little further if we can really also do something with that because I find it quite interesting and, and we do decisions much more because of the surface level aesthetical questions yeah. much think, much more it's I think you even find that the public would be quite receptive if they were yeah. involved more because they would be like oh I don't have to cut my grass three times a week oh, yeah. once every two weeks. yeah exactly and, and it's, it'll help the neighborhood oh wow i didn't realize that you know yeah 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 exactly yeah um then also maybe uh it's sort of it can become like a popular thing too to work with bees we have tried also uh, we had like beehives on top of one of the the office um um, one of our buildings there in the in the uh, travel station of Lahti and uh, it was in the last summer I don't know why they they were a little bit angry the bees and they <laughs> somehow they escaped uh, from there from the, the their hive and I was hmm. in my uh, working trip uh, somewhere in Brussels or something and <laughs> then they called me that what we, what should we do the bees are now there 
in a one single tree in the city center, like like <laughs> really thousands of bees. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I uh, called to this person who um, who take the bees into the rooftop, and, and well, he just went there and, and took them off. But then, um, because it's it's also something that you need uh, an expertise behind <laughs> to deal with, like pollinators. Um, yeah. So we work with with a person who's actually um, done his PhD about bees here, mm. um, but he's originally uh, from Iran, and it's quite interesting to to work with him because there's like they have really a culture using honey and and bees there in Iran, but now he works here in Lati. <laughs> awesome! I've Helping got friends that love working escaping. with bees. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I come from, just to give you a bit of a background from my side, I come from Africa. Um, I worked in the, in the conservation uh, realm, in the safari industry, um, so working with local villages, uh, trying to work together with the local people, because we realized that, for example, the rhino horn whites being hunted and used in Asia, etc., it's a poverty issue. It's not necessarily so much a, I mean, it's a demand issue as well because of the massive population that's demanding the product. But in Africa, the poachers are using the poverty to get the horn. So they pay $50 per horn. And of course, the animal's worth much more than that in terms of just as a tourism uh, item that walks in its wild habitat and tourists come from all over the world and take photographs. So the value is in it. So to, to educate the local people about the value of the animals that they own um, so that's sort of where I come from in the background and building safari mm. lodges and negotiating with villages and all sorts and having challenges. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I moved here 13 years ago. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so I sort of think a little bit from that context. And, and I see Finland as being highly advanced. People are, I mean, most people are engineering there's like engineering in the blood in Finland. It's uh, it's all you know. Everything has to be done a specific way, and and even in the in a way, the rules of etiquette are all quite strict rules-wise because of the engineering background. Um, mm. You know, so uh, so I'm quite fond of 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 Finland for its its uh, its quirks, um, mm. and uh, and I was thinking that. For example, on the street where I live, uh, I have apple trees. Not everybody does, and we get thousands of apples. And I literally take a wheelbarrow of hundreds of apples two or three times in my season and put them in black bags and take them to the dump. And I'm sure that, I mean, I would like to put them on a table outside and people could just take what they want. Um, but often they don't. They don't even take. <laughs> They're too polite. <laughs> So I'm yeah. just thinking of the mindset, you know, as we were saying mm. earlier. Oh yeah, and it's I can't imagine that it's it's such a big difference if you come from Africa and coming here. Um, yeah, well, we have a lot to learn also, like both ways, and that's why yeah, yeah. Um, when we started doing the the um, fresh water management things with the lake, um, actually we also started doing this north south cooperation with um, southern africa already yes, in uh, late you, have a you have a sister city that's uh with lati yeah. i remember i met the yeah. mayor from from that city oh great he came to okay yeah 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 and that's why uh, i mean that was a topic well then we do, uh, discussed a lot about environmental awareness raising um education questions um even green office systems of the the offices and really kind of other kind of concrete yeah, actions yeah. too and i always find them somehow interesting to learn from other cultures can i ask a question um uh, the, you might know that, that the reason why that's the reason why i'm asking you is would lahti ever have free public transport do you mm. think because that's quite a thing that's being discussed around mm. certain european cities there are free public transport already uh, in yeah. order to incentivize people not to use their cars, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. And it brings business back to certain areas of the towns that didn't have it before and mm. et cetera. There's a, a domino effect. What are, you, what are your thoughts on 
on that? I mean, I know it's a commercial question, but philosophically, what's, what is your thought? Mm. Um, there is no such an issue as a free public transportation, but it can be like without cost to, to a traveler. Oh, someone has to, yes, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah some, someone has to free. pay for that. Yeah, sure. But um, um, yeah, I would be ready to to the further um, research the question. I know that we've um, had some, like we've invited some of the experts from these cities that actually have the free mm, okay. public transportation to more tell about those. But it's like sort of, it has sort of um, both ways of thinking because of course you can claim that um, people would be spending more uh, or they would be using the, the public transportation more than that's fact mm. but um, that's not the only thing what you know why people are using or not mm. using the public transportation mm. also the system has to be very functional yeah sure. modern um, uh, the service level has to be really good um, so it's sort of um, I wouldn't raise that as as the most important question for no, the public. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. Um, would Would it ever happen? Yeah, it could. Yeah, I think it so. could. Hmm. It could, but it's it's like not a self evident um, success story. Fair enough. So what I think what we need to do. Um, and that's really uh, for the medium-sized cities like Clotis with 120,000 inhabitants. Uh, public transportation is honestly quite a tricky thing because it's, it's a lot about mass transit and we don't have the masses. And then one needs to be maybe more clever in a way how to, to, how to build a good system to a cities with, with our size. Yeah. And that, that's, I think, in the future, that's also more about technologies, how we can actually use more of these sort of uh, need-based um, uh, systems. So we can't, uh, I mean, the buses like this will be always a little bit empty <laughs> or yeah. not enough people. Yeah. But uh, could there be more like robotic buses or buses that just are smaller? smaller cars coming just when you need them yeah um so somewhere in between of the bus system and taxi system somehow yeah. and there isn't existing like really functional system like no. that but yes. i think that's gonna be like more interesting and and that would maybe bring more people yeah I, and i'm all for it if it creates jobs because we need to Mm -hmm. I think in the in the new future we need to be thinking more about people as in function, not about artificial intelligence removing people's capability to feel useful in society. Um, before we mm -hmm. go, uh, yeah. not not go, but before the this this part one ends, I've put a link in the chat to the part two, so you can have a two or three minute break, and then we'll just continue uh, with part two, which probably just a couple of minutes. So we can wrap yep. up but Great. unfortunately we don't have a pro account so <laughs> yeah all right okay Super. so uh, we'll, we'll be back for part two in just a short while yep next next summer building a sort of cream big um pavilion or something to a, to a very very visible location so that you can't Lovely. go <laughs> behind that awesome <laughs> yeah well just uh, <laughs> just to welcome everybody back to part two of leftovers uh our little podcast where we're exploring anything that's green um and anything that will help us make a better world uh so we've got sada with us still and uh, mm -hmm. we've got some more questions. And I know that Samueli had a question for you that he had already wanted to ask you. So go ahead, Samueli. Yeah, actually, I was, when I was researching about this, uh, 
Greenlahti. I realized that it's like the eleventh time it's been nominated to a city. It's or actually twelve. Twelve. Okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just wondering, like, what kind of cooperation? Like, do you have some kind of cooperation between like this kind of pan-European? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with other green capitals so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a network of of green capitals also, um, because it's like twelve winner cities, but also the cities that have have been finalists are in the in the network. Um, and that's also for us that's quite interesting to work with um, with much bigger cities. Many of them are the capital cities um, to get like um, their environmental specialists working and, and sharing some ideas. And currently, because of this now this crisis that we are living in, in the middle of that, uh, we discuss with um, experts from Oslo um, how should we actually share the best back practices using maybe similar digital platforms. Um, also, we actually took the whole city board of the politicians, I mean, 10 of them, went to Oslo and, and really we want them to understand as well how big this, this can be and, and, and mm. the potential of that. And it's much about, about learning from other cities. Um, of course, some things are also so that they can come here to learn to learn from us and, and we try to find a couple of concrete uh, topics and, and projects that we would do together with other green capitals during next year. Uh, so yes, uh, yes we, we share ideas uh, and we've learned already quite a lot of people from there. Um, but it's, I mean, uh, Lisbon is this year's uh, green capital and they were really unfortunate because they didn't have any possibilities to That's rough. adapt to this situation. And, mm -hmm. and because we know that things might be really still quite different next year. Um, so we have to actually try to adapt and try to think about virtual media, virtual platforms, events, and, and the whole program has to be sort of plan B um, yeah. operation as well. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, we try to do it as much as possible. Would you be inviting any sort of speakers to come into into the city to, to talk on issues related to being yeah. green? And sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm just thinking, sure. uh, uh, I would go with my wife, <laughs> yeah. we would go and, and, and listen. Yeah, sure, and support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, the first um, international conference, we tried to organize it this year already, September. It's called EcoCity. A lot about digital tools that helps uh, people or cities to build themselves more towards sustainability. So quite an interesting topic. There are really interesting showcases all over the world. Also here, uh, the world first personal carbon trading scheme that we are actually right now testing here in Lahti. That raises a lot of attention worldwide, and we have been in, already in Der Spiegel and in other big medias about that. And it's sort of quite quite interesting that they they try to pick that as an issue mm. to learn. Uh, but because of this COVID crisis, we needed to postpone this Eco City Forum. It will be March next year. Also, it's a possibility for anyone interested to join. Um, and, and now we think about the, the virtual platform for that, because um, if you want to share really ideas with like developing countries, communities, there needs to be a ways of becoming, joining via this digital sphere. They, they can't travel and it's, it's not sustainable really that we all time travel that much. Um, so we, we try to develop the system for, for big audience to join, even they wouldn't all be traveling here. Um, then we will have like Green Design Week uh, next year in May. It will be organized with Lahti Applied University. They have really a big design school there also. They will be presenting their uh, student programs and, and things. And then it's about lake questions also in June. Um, then in autumn, we will have a more like financing matters. It will be a finan big financing seminar or summit that we organize. And um, then hopefully we'll also have um, 
some conference actually with um, big uh, with with police also about uh, hmm. environmental criminals um, environmental um, what is how is call it um, like the sort of international criminalism uh, dealing with like waste questions and environmental topics mm -hmm. and it's sort of really narrow topic but quite an interesting one oh too. yeah I've, uh, yeah for sure very interesting and then and then also there will be an a conference about planetary health combining the health questions and sustainability hmm. and there we also worked with uh with the big national organization health organizations so we tried to sort of um uh, try to take different topics, really interesting ones, different audiences, and and so we are having a table with different kind of interesting food to share. Next interesting, week. yeah. I'm just wondering um, when aeroplanes dump their fuel, you know, before they land, do they do mm -hmm. that always over the sea, or do they do that over land as well? I'm just curious because I mean, Lahti is not really yeah. on a flight path, thank heavens. But uh, but uh, there are towns that are. You know? Oh, I think your your garden is quite safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, um, my, my yeah, they, they are trying. To, <laughs> they're trying to do it uh, on top of of of. Um, yeah, not not on a lake. Oh, not on a on a. On land areas, but I, I guess that's not always possible. I think they do it over the sea mostly. Yeah. Which is still I don't, bad. I don't but, really don't but, know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. But but uh, but I was just going. I was just thinking because you you made the point earlier that I totally agree with that we shouldn't be traveling as much unnecessarily mm. just to go and have a meeting in Berlin. Mm. You know, there is yeah, necessity to travel to get away, and then there's you don't need to go just for a meeting no yeah I and i think that will change. be changing hopefully quite a lot and that will be one of the things that will be good after yeah, the, i think so the crisis people are thinking much more mm. so but also um i mean because quite nearby like uh in saint petersburg there's like five millions population they have a lot to think with waste questions for instance and they can travel here using train it's two and a half hours by train yeah. we can share so much even with them yeah. and yeah sure the, the nearby like nations so. yeah sure oh absolutely yeah peter do you have any questions <clears throat> i was thinking about other places cities towns villages in finland is there any interest shown that you've noticed from other cities here in Finland and, and is there some mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. collaboration with them? Yeah, yeah. I think it has been quite interesting thing for other cities to learn now from us because um, like the, the environmental or the green capital concept of green capital of Europe is not really a very known concept yet like all over like if you compare that to the European cultural capital, people somehow know it's they, it relates to something, but the Korean capital as such is not really like a, something that is commonly known yet. Uh, so because we won the title now, we've raised that question quite a lot uh, in a national meetings and, and with government of, of Finland. And so other cities have sort of known about it um, a lot more after our, our one so um, uh, I think many of them are rather interested to maybe apply for it at some point but uh, also during our year we are going to organize a lot of things with other cities like of course for us uh, quite close by is Helsinki of course and uh, we will be working a lot with city of Helsinki and also probably the city of Vanda and Espo nearby sharing also like freely the topical issues but then the visibility as well so we want to come to also to Helsinki during our year and do a, a big cooperation with city of Helsinki probably also with some of our our company uh, um, 
friends, uh, companies working with us in the project. Um, then we do quite a lot of things with um, um, uh, with city of Lappeenranta because uh, we share also the same university of technology. They they are based both in Lappeenranta and in Lahti, so it's sort of a continuous discussion with them about uh, green and sustainable innovations. Also, we are going to organize um, sustainable traveling conference with them, and it will be already in. Uh, in January next year, supporting a lot of their also their work with the sustainability, um, and then also there's a, a network of um, sort of sustainable cities in Finland, uh, covering really small uh, small municipalities like the municipality of E, which has got a lot of attention from the BBC and other medias recently about their climate work and so but also bigger cities like city of Turku and and so it's about 10 different municipalities of different size sharing a lot of their uh, like their pragmatic work with climate and, and, and circularity things so they will be of course the first audience for us to, to take so a lot of like events but also like project based work depending on the, the cities we try to be like when we travel to brussels we have to do it at some point we also try to always cover sort of national uh, focus points so that we are telling about work what other cities are doing not just like what's what our our city of Lahti, but actually what they are doing in Tampere or in Turku about climate things or biodiversity. So it's it's um, Team Finland. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah, it is great. Um, my last question that. for you um, from my side is um, if if you could go ahead in time now to the end of next year, what is it that you would hope personally, but also for your project to have achieved? Hmm. I would um, hope that uh, even, um, even if we know that uh, it will be also a difficult year because of economy, it won't be easy. I would hope that um, our local people had um, understood the, the possibilities of sustainability and, and climate work for doing better living and, and um, better cities and, and future possibilities so that they would have understand it more of the potential of this whole question to, to build for the future. And it wouldn't be like something that they would feel um, somehow uh, threatening their lifestyles or, or ways of living very, or very being key. negative. Yeah very key i think so, that's a brilliant brilliant answer brilliant answer yeah. uh Samuli, do you have a, any last question for sada uh no no better no i'm happy cool sada <laughs> thank you very much for joining us um yes it's been it's been exciting and i think we'll definitely catch up with you again on a later podcast where once the project right. is up and running. Uh, we'll be calling again. We're only growing as a podcast. It's something we started, um, mm -hmm. and uh, but we're wanting to grow it further. And um, mm -hmm. we'll have guests. We had a guest on last week that was about uh, sort of the digital transition um, and digital democracy uh, as such. Mm -hmm. So that was very interesting. And and you've brought the home fire of Finland and my hometown to the fore. So. I'm very proud and happy about that. And uh, we look forward to seeing your project grow. We, we love the website. We love all the, the information we get. Um, I do sometimes attend those, uh, what is it? It's like, it's not Luddick, um, but there mm. is this once every, they used to have them before COVID. We, once mm. a month, they would have this gathering where people would gather for coffee and then all different oh, yeah. businesses would come in and do a presentation. Yeah, and, it's sort uh, of the the Lahti City uh, organization with uh, for the um, companies that are located in the city center. Yeah, right? but also for immigrants to come in and oh, to yeah. see. And I mean, it was a very yeah. interesting to hear like how this one mm. immigrant coffee shop uh, they built from nothing and now it's a great business. And you know, and you yeah. 
nice little success stories and part of the mm -hmm. fabric. So people feel that they're not so terrible, those bad immigrants. Actually, they're doing a great thing in our community, you know. So yeah, all for about sure. opening your minds, and I, I like all of that. So thank you very much yeah, for yeah. and sharing your information with us. Really, really was fantastic. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, cool. hopefully I will hear more from you. Yeah, hopefully. Best. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you kindly for joining us. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Sara. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Super. Well, that was Sada. That was fantastic. Yes, what, it are was. Your, what are your thoughts? Before we yeah, I can't wait to, 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 to see it. Get more information, see this whole thing in action. And yeah. See what's, what's coming out of it. And I it's like the way she just... thinks. She, she wasn't just um, thinking from a scientific point of view. She was also thinking from a cultural and a yeah. socio point of view. So that was very... I was impressed, very impressed with uh, that. Not, 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 not either from, from some kind of a bureaucratic or marketing point of view, yeah. Which, could, yeah, which could be very much the case in a situation yeah. like this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, nice. Any, anything anybody wants to discuss off the top? I mean, not, let's not discuss the new apartheid in America that's kicked off. <laughs> I mean that is what a the hell's going on, man. Ooh. It's like apartheid's just come back and it's live and well. Yeah. The police state and blatant racism and all that stuff. It's just I watch I just look at the stuff and I'm like how? How? And now there's what forty two and a half, maybe next week there'll be forty seven million people unemployed in the States and growing. So I don't see this ending in a hurry. People are hungry. They're, they're, they feel left it's out. Yeah. yeah. And for well, a reason. Of, yeah. But I guess maybe, maybe this also, I don't know. Could it bring change? Hopefully. Yeah. Because if it, well, I mean, they've called in the national guard now. So you've yeah. got the army coming in everywhere. But you've got to ask yourself, okay, all of these guys taking orders, surely there's going to be a point where some of them go, hang on a second. These are our own families, yeah. our own people and stuff. I mean, I don't know, man. It doesn't, uh, I don't even know what to say. The change has to come from, from the bottom up. Yeah. And that's what's happening there more than maybe yes. anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've got your people that are wealthy that are staying at home and locked up in 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 in, in lockdown. You know, with their freezer full of ice cream and they, you know, they're comfortable and they're you know they they're able to tele telecommute where you using Zoom and work, etc. So it doesn't affect those people and their incomes. So they're sort of sitting it out at the moment. They're just letting it happen because it doesn't affect them, but it will. The dominoes will eventually start to. <laughs> and um, and then they'll realize that the supermarkets that they go to, the staff aren't there, and the food's not delivered, and the guy didn't clear the rubbish, and da 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 da. And uh, yeah, it's definitely. Oh, I hope there's going to be change because I feel for the for the people for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think also also this COVID COVID crisis has brought about the realization of this kind of interconnectedness of also this like like interconnectedness between humans that we really mm. are dependent on other people to oh, exist yeah. here yeah and i guess yeah. this whole like climate biodiversity crisis then uh shows you how interconnected we are with then everything else also exactly exactly yeah. i mean i mean yeah i mean how many things are now globally I mean, what did they, they pulled out of the Paris Agreement, the Americans, um, they've now pulled out of the World Health Organization. I'm gonna... yeah, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but okay, what about uh, Europe? What's happening in Europe at the moment? I mean, you've got, you've got, um, the summer is here. So I'm sure that, I mean, we had Holland 
Germany. They had massive marches for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Cities. Um, and um, I think there is going to be some sort of, uh, how can I say, activism is going to spark in Europe shortly. Yeah. I mean, people are just now so happy to get out of the yeah. house. Um, but once it sinks in that, that uh, COVID is just going to become another harsh flu season. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that, um, yeah, that they're able to live reasonably normally, but without, I mean, they are definitely the new normal. There's definitely changes. But I think there's there's going to spark. I mean, the the yellow vests in France. It's just a matter of days before they kick off again. <laughs> um, so uh, I wonder what will happen. What are your thoughts on Europe? <laughs> okay we'll leave it there we'll leave it there for our podcast um we've run out of things to say that will be the end of this episode episode number four i think of uh, leftovers um it has been a small break from the one before but we were wanting to get sada uh we had to schedule to make sure that we could get sada on board the next episode we have lined up i think samuli we have a guest from Talos Demokratia coming next Tuesday. Excellent. So there we go. That's the next one we're looking forward to. That'll be interesting too. Very, very, very interesting. So be with us. Stick with us. Uh, what do you call it? Like, follow, whatever it is that you do. <laughs> um, and support us with our podcast. And we'll see you next week. So from me. And from me. Uh, from me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.